Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio on this Thanksgiving Eve. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, all sorts of pre-owned inventory. And it's all at Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. And of course, excellent service department and sales staff as well. Good to be back in the saddle after being under the weather for a couple of days. And of course, all heck breaks loose on the Penn State front as what Steve hinted later in the week last week about James Franklin obviously came to fruition yesterday in the 4.30 hour during the show when they announced the 10-year contract extension. And, of course, we're going to get into more of that today. ESPN's Adam Rinnenberg is going to join us at 4.06 to break that down. And also we'll have Nate Bauer from On3 Sports and Blue White Illustrated to join us as well. So that's all coming up today. We're off tomorrow for Thanksgiving. But then Steve will be back with you. Or we, or I should say we'll be back with you on uh, Friday for Black Friday. Chris Solari among our guests from from Detroit to go over the Michigan State game. So that'll be coming up for you when we're back with you on Friday. So lots coming up here in the next couple of days. As it's been an incredibly busy week on the Penn State football front with this news with James Franklin. And it's, again, as I mentioned before, it's exactly how I thought it would play out after the minute that Steve mentioned that, just to be patient about the future of James Franklin. I figured it was there, a contract extension was coming with... I thought maybe the per-year thing might have been... And I'm still kind of learning the, the aspects of what he's earning per year and, and things like that in terms of comparing it to the Mel Tucker thing. I think there's some differences with life insurance and incentives for all, all the for wins and winning the winning championships and, and stuff like that but nonetheless he's here and he's here to stay and we we in fact know that for sure and what I thought was interesting and we'll see if we can get into this with Adam Rinnenberg today when he joins us he reported that 
James Franklin really didn't seem interested in trying to rebuild the USC and LSU programs, which is pretty much verbatim what I thought and why I thought he wouldn't go anywhere. Because, again, why would he leave the situation he's in with Penn State? It's not perfect, but it's a whole heck of a lot better than what's at LSU and USC right now. Then, sure, you get to go to a, a brand-name type of school, but and but I still think Penn State is regardless. But you get to go to an SEC school or a, a brand-name like a USC, but yeah, you still have to rebuild that program, and also those programs have a lot of outside baggage right now, too. So the way all this transpired really was not a, a total surprise to me. And so this is a big step forward now, at least. If any, we didn't hear of any reports, especially when all this first came out several weeks ago. But recruits can relax. Current players can relax as James Franklin is not going anywhere. And it's certainly set up for him with these top five recruiting classes that are coming in the next two years. But, of course, we have all seen certain things on the field that maybe we like to see improved, let's just say, here and there. But I also don't know of anybody else who could replace him at the moment. And so, I think I think it was what a statement from Eric Barron that mentioned. Well, everything's kind of moving quickly in college football. Do we we have to do what we have to do to win right now, or do we want to be aggressive and try to win, or step back and kind of be the let the let the chips fall? And so I kind of from that perspective, I kind of get it because that's really the culture it's been in college football lately with all the alignment changes and, and things like that and the conference changes, of course, with everything with Texas and OU. So I thought that actually made sense. But, of course, everything still here is, is far from perfect. And you like to see some improvements from James Franklin in some areas, but I think on the recruiting aspect of things, obviously you're in good shape for the next couple of years, it seems. Well, that's just my brief take on that but certainly nothing was a surprise and that's why I also thought that the when Mel Tucker when the Mel Tucker report came out of his mega contract extension that I wonder how this would affect James Franklin's future and here we go now just like the Mel Tucker thing really with anybody a player a coach no matter what level you look oh, at the team. I am back. Yes. God. No, no, because I got several notes. Like somebody's on the air complaining. <laughs> I said, oh, Matt must be back. That's correct. I am back in the saddle. So keep complaining. Go ahead. No, I'm just you saying. I, I, I obviously I missed a lot. Everything decides to break when I'm off. <laughs> what a wild show yesterday. I missed. Oh, we broke. We broke the news yesterday. We we yeah. took care of it. I know. Suit was here. 
I didn't explain to the suit who James Franklin was, but I mean, that's, you know. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. That was a little concerning. <laughs> I do uh, appreciate well, him well, and, well, and Chad Hersberger, well, by the way. Well, what does he do? Oh, my God. Oh, God. It's going to be a long show. My thought was, it's going to be a long show. <laughs> you know, we had a good Actually, the two of us had a good time yesterday. Good time. He did send me a text about Heinz Ward this morning being on the Hall of Fame ballot. Now he's a surefire Hall of Famer. For those in the audience, this is my surprise face. <laughs> now, I did tell him that I think he'll get to the Hall of Fame. But he's going to be one of those players who'll have to wait his turn. I basically agree with that, yeah. Well, just, and the only reason is, it's not like you're sitting there saying, a guy's not a Hall of Famer. But there's got to be a distinction between a first ballot. There's only five guys that get in. You know, of the, you know, of the modern era players, only five get in. And that's select. That includes guys who who didn't quite make it the last time. Yeah, that's my point about it. Sometimes, like Jerome Bettis... Jerome Bettis had to wait his turn. You well, know, finally his turn came up, and he, you know, and he got in. Um, Troy Polamalu did not. Polamalu did not have to wait his turn, and got in right away. You know, he's a certain kind of player, makes that kind of difference, and he got in. Bettis. Took a little longer because there's only, again, only five guys. See, that's the big part. It's not that you're saying, oh, no, not that guy. That, that's not what you're saying. you gotta, you got to approach this stuff with realism. Oh, wait, I forgot who we're talking about here. Uh, I guess the suit. Okay. Uh, so, you know, I guess the realism part, we got to, like, shelve that. But, I mean, it's <laughs> just, just kidding. S-U-I-T, that spells suit So... Yeah, uh, and that's what we try to you know give everybody a realistic viewpoint of. Okay, do I think he's a Hall of Famer? Yes, but does that mean that you know that he gets through the pack this year and gets in? No. There are people who just missed the last time. There are a couple of new guys on the ballot that you just know are surefire first first ballot guys. You're like, ah, yeah. So you may have to wait a little bit. Eventually, he'll get there. I did agree with him. I mean, I think he's a Hall of Famer. It's just it's not going to happen this year. It's just not going to. Chad did a great job. Suit did a great job. You're back. Doing whatever job it is you do. (laughs) Correct. Whatever that means. Uh, We got Nate Bauer next half hour. Okay. We've got Adam Rittenberg at 4.06. I believe we have the King at 4.35. Still finalizing that, but I think we should be good to go. Friday, Jack Ham, Dick Girardi, and Chris Soleri of the Detroit Free Press. Oh, my almighty! I think that'll work, don't you? That's a heck of a lineup. Yeah, let's... 
Black Friday, you'll be out shopping around. There you go. And, uh, you know, you might as well give everybody a good show. So, Jack, DJ, Chris Soleri. We'll talk some basketball with Dick. We will talk Penn State football with Jack and Michigan State football with Chris. Okay. That's, that's, that's what we're doing on Friday. I think you'll enjoy it very, very much. Um, the suit volunteered to uh, do the show on Friday, and I decided to keep that part to a minimum. All right, so... Uh, <laughs> but... Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. I want to officially say, I hate the show. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, so there you go. Here's the lineup. I think it's a lineup we can live with. Actually, uh, we need to get in touch. You know, speaking of lineup, we need to get in touch at some point with Tony Knopp. Get Tony back on the show. Talk about the business of sports. You want to know why? Because it's always an awesome segment. And number two, the suit hates that segment. Doesn't like when we talk about the business of sports. It takes away the the lure of and the luster of what he thinks sports should be. And, like, believe me, and I totally agree with him on this. This is not something I disagree with El Sunaroni on. Uh, he is not incorrect we've become so, so business-oriented these days. Does it take away from, you know, what, you know, that myth of what sports is, the fun of what sports is? Yeah, it does. You and I both know that. But there's a reality to it. That's why we bring Tony on, to talk about the business. You don't talk about that stuff. You're not you're not doing a good job at all of informing your audience. You're not doing a good job at all of educating your audience if you are uh, not doing that. I mean, that's that's how I feel about it. All right. So, uh, so what are you doing for Thanksgiving tomorrow? Uh, we are going to Lisa's family. Oh, wonderful. Do they know? <laughs> they do, yes. Just thought I'd just thought I'd mention it. <laughs> yeah, so wanna make I just want to make sure that's all. Well, because we we're like a whole show now, so they really do have to know in advance. Really? How many people are gonna be there? Well, and that, once you get the boys involved, then it's a whole shebang that you got to get ready for. So it's it's a lot of it's a lot of prep. Prep by who? You or the, the her family or what? Uh, on both sides. There's our stuff we have to bring. What do you have? What can I leave home? You know, that type of thing. Which kid? <laughs> yeah, that which too. Which kid we leaving up? Which kid we leaving it up? I don't know. I only want him enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 you. So it's a whole production, huh? On these road trips, yes. You make it sound like the Batan March. What the heck? 
let's just say, and I'm sure you know this very well with five of your own, not any, not at this point anymore, but back in the day, it, uh, it's a, it's a lot of, uh, it's like you're packing, it's like you're going to Europe when you're only going away for a, a couple of days. <laughs> it's like you're going to Europe. Um, I guess I, you know what? You know me. How much stuff do you think I pack for a road trip? Oh, you you're light as far as I Yeah, no ki- no kidding. <laughs> I got you, I got You a... pack light from what I what what I've been told. Yes. I I put a backup. There's a backup outfit in there in case we have to stay overnight one extra day and there's just one I'm wearing the next day. We're done. <laughs> I don't you know, it's like I'm not sitting here messing around. We're not going to do that. All right, we'll take a break. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15, Hubblesworth, online at sunburymotors.com and News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, coming up next half hour, Nate Bauer on 3.com and Blue White Illustrated on James Franklin's new contract. Adam Rittenberg at 406 on James Franklin's new contract. The King at 435 on his contract. The suit wanted us to discuss his contract. I didn't think and that was my some, place to discuss. Well, for some odd reason, Roger really discouraged it. <laughs> exactly. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Back here on the Steve Jones so, Show. So, in other words, are you going to? Um, I mean, you've already now. You complained about sports. Now you complain about your trip. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I mean, no, I'm, most I, I'm, I'm just more stating I mean, I want to go over to. I, I want to go over to Brewer's Outlet, and I want to get some cheese to go with your wine. <laughs> I mean, we all know Lisa's carrying the show. She's got complaints. <laughs> oh, I knew that already. Now, she's got complaints. <laughs> oh, my yeah. almighty! Oh, just kidding. She married a gem. All right, today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Roots 11 to 15, Humble's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Um, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory, a pre-owned inventory, fabulous, with the Sunbury Motors guarantee, because they go over it with a fine-tooth comb. And not only that, your trade-in may be worth more now than ever. It is all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. All right, so James Franklin agrees to a 10-year deal with Penn State to take him through December 31st, 2031. Uh, if you're asking me if I still plan on being there, yes, I am. As a matter of fact, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. I didn't. I feel like I've just disappointed the passengers. But no, I'm not planning on going anywhere for a while. Um, that's just my personal opinion. We'll see if they feel the same way about it. <laughs> you, sir, are my hero. Uh, but uh, so let's get to Nate Bauer, Blue White Illustrated, and I think it's safe to say that Nate and I have uh, pretty much uh, had a pretty good handle the entire time about what was going on. Sir, welcome, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Hey, you too, big guy. What's going on? Not too much. Uh, I'll be honest. I feel like I'm talking to, to a person that. Um, and neither one of us were surprised by anything and how it played out this week. I think that would be fair to say. I think that's a fair characterization of the situation. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, this is, uh, I was when I was on Sirius earlier today, and I got asked about this. Mm-hmm. And I said, James Franklin has spent his eight years here in a world where people always characterize the, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. I've said that for eight years I've watched James Franklin try to make the grass on this side of the fence the greenest he can possibly make it, and that's what he's continuing to do. That's how I characterize it. Is that fair? I think completely, 100%. I mean, look, he is a person who... uh, (laughs) It's kind of difficult because we're, we're always framing things in the context of football, which is important, obviously, right? He's the head coach of a football program. However... College football is not like anything else in athletics. Legitimately, I've been thinking like and spending a decent amount of time thinking about this. There is no other sport that compares in terms of the breadth of the operation, right? You've got 125 players. You've got dozens and dozens of staffers, right? So, like, you have assistant coaches, but there is this huge ecosystem that surrounds what you're doing uh, operationally. And so his expertise is in that, right? Is, is in how organizations should run. And so a lot of what he has done in his time at Penn State, and he's been doing it since the very beginning. This is like the, the, the most frustrating thing for me to see is this 
you know, uh, this narrative and this notion as though talking about facilities improvements and resources and all of these different things as being a recent phenomenon, it's not. It is not. He has been talking about these things as being necessary for Penn State to compete at the highest level since he arrived at Penn State. That was 2014. And the kicker to this is that Bill O'Brien was saying the exact same stuff yep. in 2012 and 2013. So you, you understand, and, and in the context, when you take out the, the fan side of things, the passion side of things, and you just look objectively at what Penn State as a football program is – this is not a knock on Penn State to say this, but there's work to do. <laughs> there are steps to which, be taken which, which, to get to which, that point. Which Sandy Barber, Scott said, well, and the Board of Trustees also do realize because they've approved a lot of this stuff. Correct. There is. It's not as though there is this deep-seated resistance. I think that there is an element of education that's necessary, right? Just p- people not really understanding People just not really seeing what the the landscape of college football looks like at this level outside of Penn State. And a lot of that has to do with the guy that was at Penn State for 46 years prior to all of this, right? Like his... The, the, the things that, that Joe Paterno wanted to do and the things that Joe Paterno did do and how he operated the program, especially towards the end, was not like... Um, some of the trends that were happening in the game at that time in terms of resource distribution toward and prioritization toward college football. Well, I mean, but everything's also changed along the line. It's a completely different landscape now than even totally. than even 15 years ago. And that's what, uh, and when you have a changing landscape, you have to adapt to that changing landscape, and that's where a guy like James Franklin comes in because he's been trying to look at best practices. Look, I will admit, I, I have an advantage over, yep. all, over all of you for this reason. And believe it or not, it's not what you think it is. It's basketball. So when I go into a basketball game in Alabama, I've got time to see their facilities. When I do a, yep. an NIT game at Notre Dame, I can go over and see their facilities. Ohio yep. State. Schembechler Hall at Michigan. On and on. I can go through a list of places I've gone to and looked at because I had time on a basketball trip, which a lot of you guys don't have the time to do, obviously. Yep. Yeah. There's no there's no question about that. And and I don't I don't think it's necessarily as simple as do, does Penn State have you know, a helicopter pad on the roof right. of Flash, right? Like it's we we make it out to be these these grandiose, um, you know, flashy and like I, I get that there's an element of that, right? Uh, the the mini mini golf course, at right? Clemson. At, at Clemson, yeah. The sliding board, um, certainly Clemson has patented that stuff, right? Like that is something that they went yeah. all in on. But th- there are other things, right. nap pods. Right, uh, you know, this, this over-the-top stuff. Yeah. It's not necessarily that Penn State has to match those things or do exactly what those things are. It's that Penn State needs to lean into the things that it does well, right? right. The, the things that make Penn State great. And so beyond all of those flashy things, the, 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 the absolute foundation of this entire conversation that gets lost is when a 16-year-old high school football player who's really, really good 
comes to Penn State's campus for the first time with his parents, uh, what are the impressions that he's left with? Right. Is, this, is this a living, like, forget football, is this a living lifestyle situation that he can envision himself in? for the next four years, exactly. five years. Exactly. And and if and if you can't if you can't present yourself as a hey, the, these are the things that yes, you're gonna get this world class college football experience. But also, uh, your dorm's gonna be pretty great. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like this area that you spend right. all of your time yeah. outside of the football building is right. gonna be great. Your your food is gonna be great. Uh, your sleep, like all of these different things that make up whatever the percentage of the rest of the day is, you have to be good at those things. And I think that those are things that Penn State, and specifically James Franklin, is trying to bring to Penn State. Right. I mean, you look at, for example, they've redone South Halls. They've Mm -hmm. redone North Halls. They've done a great job of redoing several in East Halls along Mm -hmm. the way. You know, you and I both know, you know, and not, and it's not just athletes. There are other students that live in the Nittany apartments. But yep. that has to be that has to be something that moves up on the priority list that the university has to take care of. That's not an athletic department thing. Uh, here's one for you. Um, just simple. Maybe you want to change where you put your training table. How about that? Correct. You know, I mean, th- yep. things like that that become important along the way to the toilet because now by let's take something as simple as, as training table yeah you can keep training table where it is but boy you have a better gauge on who's in and who's out and you've made it easier for them not to skip something yeah for sure and and you know the the specifics of the look i i said this yesterday every when when we watch rocky four right <laughs> And see Drago with the 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 things stuck to his skin and the and the machines hooked up to him and all that stuff. Like the the sentiment when we watch a movie like that is like, oh my goodness, this is terrible. Yeah. Like Rocky put a boulder over his arms and that's how he worked <laughs> out. Well, no, no. Like you want to to do this to the absolute highest level. You want to control the calories and the type of calories that your athletes are consuming. You want to to be like all of these different variables that don't align with the notion of being a normal college student, right? Because it doesn't, it fundamentally doesn't. Those are good things for Penn State football. Those are good things in college football to have these student athletes take all of those things very, very seriously. And the more of those resources and the more of those areas that you can provide to them, that they don't have to think about that, right? Like as simple as, Hey, I'm going to pick up a Snickers bar at the hub versus no, there's literally a, a, you know, a a Luna bar or a Lara bar, whatever it is, whatever specific nutrition they need that they can pick up at the lash building or or a training table. Like those are the things that, that, on their own don't seem like that big of a deal, but they are. Collectively, they are a big deal. No. uh, um, Little things mean big things. Big things mean big things. I mean, simple as that. Um, And, of course, to quote the great uh, Ivan Drago, you will lose. All right, so... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I watched the movie a thousand times like everybody else. That's great. Great. (laughs) It's got to work out in the snow more, Steve. Academy Award, no. 
climb, climbing <laughs> climbing some mountain. I think that was in uh, just outside of Vancouver. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was you. Then he gets in the ring. I'm glad I'm not you. <laughs> so, Paul, you, can't, you can't put a price on Paulie. Uh, you just can't. Uh, so, so, so now they've gone through this. He did a great job, by the way, of not only keeping his team informed, but also the recruits informed. Yeah. And you and I both know that what they're signing on December 15th is has a chance, has a chance potentially be terrific. Yeah. And 23 could be even better. Yeah. I mean, this, yeah. this is the kind of position that he's, he's, he's put, that he has put them in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it, it is, but it's, it's critical. I mean, I, I think that if, if this year has demonstrated anything, it is, and, and sometimes I understand like the way that it comes across as, is as though James Franklin uh, or Penn State football have no areas for growth or for learning they do (laughs) they do and one of those is how to handle the transfer portal it's how to handle uh recruiting when somebody who you and this is something that a lot of people are going to have to figure out a a lot of college football is going to have to figure out how do you handle it when the person who you've devoted time and resources to in a will levis for instance bails on you and right. leaves and through through you know like nobody would blame will levis for wanting that opportunity and he's made the most of it but as a program the way that you move forward it, it is extremely important that you figure out how to handle that so that you're not in a situation like penn state was this season in which really you can point very clearly at two games as probably being cost at an unpreparedness for that situation, yeah. um, you know, and so and so that's there. There is absolutely uh, a, a lot of things that should be, um, you know, seen as positives for Penn State football right now. And I, I absolutely think that, that the recruiting class that is coming in right now uh, in a couple of weeks here is a big, big, big part of that. Finally, I'll bring up this. I think there's uh, that there has to be a realization at some point that that if you really look at the history of the major programs in this country, and I know for some odd reason, I think you know I've looked into it. Okay. <laughs> no. So for, for me? Not you. Uh, no, no. Not me. I don't take the time to do that stuff. You'll see incredible gaps in between great success and great success and some uh, and mediocrity with several coaching changes in between, and, I, and I, you know, I can I can get to Michigan, I can get to Texas, I can get to USC, I can get to yep. Alabama pre saving okay, yep. on and on yep. I could go, okay, uh, Notre Dame till Brian Kelly got there and stabilized. Look at Notre Dame since Lou Holtz, Correct. same thing. I think there is something to be said for the right person, at the right time, and you have to understand that you've got the right person, and I think Penn State has. I don't think that there is any doubt about that because I I, I do uh, a separate type of research myself into things like what programs are the most prepared from a infrastructure standpoint to compete. And you look at the ones at the top and you see Ohio state and Alabama and Clemson, right? Like they, they have all of the possible tools that you could ever want are in the kitchen, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then you look at some of the other ones that are also in that space, South Carolina, Texas, right? Like these programs who have invested quite a bit 
into that realm. And what is the hangup to them achieving success? It's that there's no patience for this stuff to actually play itself out. I'm not saying necessarily that Texas has made all of the right hires, but I think that I would suggest very strongly that they don't wait long enough to find out. That's exactly right. And and when spring practice rolls around in Gainesville, that'll be Florida's fourth head coach in eight years. It's not good for anybody. It, it, it truly is not. And so that that is an element that if, if you're a Penn State fan and you're listening to this and you're frustrated by four and five last year, which is what it is. That's a separate conversation, right. yep. but a potential, a potential, I mean, let's call it like it is. This is potentially a, a nine and four season for Penn State. Right. <laughs> right? I like understand. The, year, the, the year is not over. Yep. Uh, so I understand some of the frustration, but look, having stability and having consistency over a long time, you can, you can make that decision as to whether or not you think that James Franklin is the right guy to lead the program when it's four or five years in a row where they cap out at eight or nine. But you got to get there. You got to get there. And the most recent history for Penn State is three out of four seasons for James Franklin under normal circumstances with 11 wins. Yes. Yep. Like that is that is that is what this decision for a contract extension was built upon, and I think it's definitely what they expect moving forward. And I think, given uh, you know the opportunity and the runway to do that, he probably will be able to to repeat some of that success. And expansion of the college football playoffs is going to play a big role in that. So no doubt, All right. no doubt. Happy Thanksgiving, my friend, to you and your family. I will see you in East Lansing. Excuse me. Thank you. You too, Steve. I'll I'll see you out there. I really didn't mean to choke you up by the sentiment. Uh, You know what? It's the coffee. It's killing me. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we do now is all of a sudden we did Nate in. Not good. All right. Next half hour, Adam Rittenberg. Final half hour, the king. The entire hour, Matt. Sounded good. You're on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay, so you're transporting two children, and you make it seem like it's it's a month long excursion. All I'm saying is, when you pack for it, sometimes it feels like that. I'm That's concerned all. for you. I'm concerned for it. <laughs> and just make sure they got a couple of outfits. What the heck? Move on. I mean, come on. Yeah, when they get older, then we can play that game. But at this point, there's there's diapers, there's there's the pack and plays, there's all sorts of stuff you got to do at this at this age right now. Pack and play. Yeah. I'll just let him sleep on the floor. <laughs> you know, if it were if it were my book, I would agree. Nah, I can't let him do that. Yeah, probably not. Soup? Yeah. <laughs>